Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. What election day is all about The biggest gun we've got Is called the ballot box So if you don't like who's in there Vote them out Vote them out Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said Called The Personal and the Political This will probably be short I am fired up, but let's do some things Before we get started, today is uh, Monday, the day before Magical Times uh, podcast comes out on Tuesday. There are three spots left in KK on tap. You can hit me up at kristenkelp.com slash tap. You can email me, k at kristenkelp.com. You can direct message me on Instagram and I'll send you the information. However it is that you want to get there, make sure you get there. Uh, Bear was out at an event this weekend And, um, he apparently tells everyone ever about me and my work (laughs) and, um, a woman who, uh, he had talked about previously, a photographer came up to him and said, I just want to thank you for sharing Kristen with me. I really love her work and I really love, um, everything she's doing. And I just really wanted to do KK on top, but I don't think, I don't think I can. And he was like, yeah, why not? And she was like, well, my husband says it's not a good investment. And I breathed and I said, what did you say? (laughs) And he said, Bear said, "Um, do you think that if your future self, like two years in the future, could write a note to you, what do you think that self would say about doing it? And then she cried. I don't think she signed up. But um, it's worth thinking about. It's worth thinking about if your future self was like, hey, do that. Um, Would you do it? Or are you just like, no, I'll just kind of stay where I am. Because that's what's on the line. That's what we're doing around here. And um, yeah, KK on tap means the world to me. And uh, my peoples do. And I'm enjoying talking to everybody as it happens. And uh, this weekend I will be at Steer Your Ship. And then next week I'm at Steer Your Ship in Santa Fe. Like it's happening. Um, so I would love to have you join me virtually from anywhere in the world. I have peeps in, uh, Finland, Australia, England, Ireland, 
Canada and another country, but I forget which one. Oh, the United States. <laughs> yeah. So come play with me. Um, it's reasonable. It's amazing. It's wonderful. Come do it. KristenKelp.com slash tap or shoot me an email and tell me what's going on. And I'd be happy to talk to you. So I wanted to talk to you about a dream that I had first. And that dream was, um, since I started talking even just a little tiny bit about political things more on Instagram and not just like a little bit, but like actively moving them toward the center of my presence online. Um, it's been really, really scary for me. And it's not because something terrible has happened. Like no one has thrown a Molotov cocktail through my window. Uh, it's triggering and bringing up like really deep subconscious things. Like I had a dream that I was kidnapped by a cult and crucified because of what I had said on Instagram. That's horrifying. And I'm like, okay, well that is an example that is not real, but clearly it's kicking up some subconscious things that one of my rules previously was like that the political stays separated from the professional. And then Trump came along and it was like, oh, well, that just can't be anymore. They're going to have to come together and they're going to have to be all an expression of me because that's how we're going to have to do this. So I wanted to talk about the personal and the political. And it's horrifying and terrifying for me to do so. I'm telling you that right now. And I'm going to do it anyway. So let's do some things. Let's talk about some things. First, uh, a quote from Beth Pickens, Your Art Will Save Your Life book, page 39. I'm holding it in my hand. Uh, she says, this is your life and you can't put it on hold because assholes are in power. Assholes, after all, have always been in power. I think she's wise and smart. So uh, her book, Your Art Will Save Your Life, was a direct answer to um, should I stop making art in times of crisis, warfare, challenge, political turmoil? And her answer is no, we need it now more than ever. We also need you to do two things, to stop using your privilege and to start spending your privilege. What I mean by that is, if you are white, if you are male, if you are straight, um, if you are able-bodied, if you are thin, if you are uh, living above the poverty line. Those are all various examples of your privilege. And you might have some of those, you might have all of those, you might have none of those. Um, in all of those places, you possess privilege because the system favors you. So if you're heterosexual, you win, the system favors you over uh, people like uh, that are gay or as we know in the news, over people that are transgendered because the Trump administration is like, eh, we can, we can, let's just see if we can eliminate them altogether. So try not to use your privilege. And what I mean by that is pay attention to places where you would be parking in a place where you are flirting with getting a ticket or you're smoking weed on the street, or you have an open bottle of alcohol on the street, and you know you're playing with the line of, my privilege will will take care of me here. Um, if you're driving around town without fear of a cop pulling you over and killing you, you're using your privilege. So um, pay attention to when you're using your privilege. And there are places where that can't be avoided. Like if you're a male, you can't suddenly um, decide to be female some days in order to not experience male privilege. But just notice when you're using it. Notice like if you are a male, people listen to you much more tentative or much more frequently than they do if you're a woman. You have to fight if you're a woman. 
in order to be heard. Just noticing that you have privilege and that you're using it is one actually fairly radical thing that you can do because most people walking walk around with a shit ton of privilege, not even knowing that they possess it or that they're using it on a daily basis. And then two, can you spend your privilege? I first heard of this concept from uh, Brittany Packnett, P-A-C-K-N-E-T-T. She's Ms. Pacchietti on Instagram. I don't know if it's her terminology or if her terminology came from somewhere else, but I do know that spending your privilege is different. Spending your privilege is, I have this privilege. I am uh, less oppressed than some people, probably more oppressed than others. And in places where I am less oppressed, I will step in and use my privilege in some way. I will spend it. So that means that you intervene when people say racist shit in front of you. That means that you talk to people about the trans situation that's happening right now, even though you're not trans. Even if you don't know anybody that's trans, just engaging people in conversation about it and <laughs> helping them to sort of wrap their head around the fact that those are human beings we're talking about can be helpful. You're going to show up live and in person if you can, and you can just acknowledge that X isn't right, that it will never be right, that eliminating a group of humans isn't ever okay. That's Those are really simple ways to spend your privilege. And if you hear somebody going off about it, that you don't just look the other way, that you actively engage so long as your physical safety is not on the line. Because if it's just some person spouting off at a diner, the odds of being punched in the face from that are fairly small. And um, if you're in a public space, you're going to be okay most of the time. So using your privilege is you have a bunch of privilege and you just use it because that's what came with society. And spending it is the act of giving it away, is the act of saying, I am less vulnerable than this person. It is safer for me to speak out than it is for that person to speak out. In the case of trans people, you almost always have more privilege than them. They're so marginalized and so pushed to the edges that you're speaking out on behalf of trans rights actually fucking matters. The same thing with indigenous peoples and how they've recently been disenfranchised in large sections of the American West because they were given uh, PO boxes in order to identify them for their addresses. And now the government's like, ah, well, we're only taking actual physical addresses, not PO boxes. Thus, you don't get to vote. Huge disenfranchisement there. Drawing attention to that, talking about that. If you are not indigenous, you're up on the privilege scale. That's how it works. Indigenous people are mar marginalized the world over. If you're not indigenous, you can spend your privilege and talk about these issues with your fellow human beings. As Beth Pickens says in Your Art Will Save Your Life, page 31, I can start exactly where I am with what I have to work toward justice and be of service to someone more vulnerable than I am. And that's my definition of privilege is that you're less vulnerable than some people. And so how can you spend your privilege and use that in ways that might not seem like a big deal, but that really do matter? I was talking with a trans friend and um, he said that it's actually really scary that people have been much more aggressive in saying things like, I don't know who your kids are, but if I did, if I saw them, I wouldn't hesitate to bully them. Um, those kinds of things are frightening because now we're, we're threatening children. We're taking it beyond human to human, adult to adult, and we're taking it like 
adult on kids, which is terrifying to me. Um, and he said that's ramped up recently, pretty significantly in terms of, um, in terms of threats, in terms of bad behaviors, in terms of people just feeling free to say hateful, horrible things. So yeah, does it matter that you speak out? Yes, it does. And when you get all worked up, particularly if you're a female, you might be tempted to go sad because, um, testosterone will push you toward anger and estrogen will push you toward sad. And so the more testosterone that's coursing through your body, the more angry you get, the more uh, estrogen in general, the more sad you get. The trick here is to see if you can't get angry as a female. Because if you can use your anger as a fuel to talk to others, to educate yourself, to donate to people or organizations who are at the front lines of these particular issues, you can help those or who are being squeezed ever further to the margins. You can help the people in the margins to reclaim some of their space. And you can make your art. You can get fucking furious and then go make shit. Go make money from your art and donate the fuck out of it. Go make money that's not from art and donate the fuck out of it. Go make events and protest signs. Go birth ideas and help existing movements. Go, move, do. Do not pull your feelings inward to die and implode like a burning star. It helps no one. You know this. I know this. That is my natural tendency. You don't have to do that. Go, move, do. If it helps, you know breathwork. Um, if it helps you, go do it. If you need to meditate, go do that. If you need to move your body, go do that. If you need to lie very still, go do that. Take care of yourself. But also, this feeling that you have of helplessness, it's not true. And this feeling that you have of anger, it is true. And it's there to provide fuel to go and do and make. Final quote from Beth Pickens in Your Art Will Save Your Life, page 17. She says, I have consistently heavily relied on artists to make me want to be in the world at its worst and embody a deeper experience of life at its best. Let me say that one more time for those in the cheap seats. I have consistently heavily relied on artists to make me want to be in the world at its worst and embody a deeper experience of life at its best. So go make your art, go move, go do, go make a bunch of stuff, go spend your privilege, go stand between the forces that be and people that are more vulnerable than you are. And this in particular was my art today. It was a poem. Uh, when I'm really, really, really can't even emphasize how many realities there are there upset, um, I write a poem letter, um, to Casey, who's Bear's daughter, because um, she's 16 and a female, and I feel a lot of regret about the world that she's inheriting. So I write to her. And this one, I'm probably going to cry. You're going to be fine. Uh, this one is what came out today. Dear Casey, I'm sorry this is how you'll turn 18 with a man who brags about grabbing pussy as president. I'm sorry the adults in the room haven't managed to topple the systems of oppression we were born supporting. I'm sorry for your trans friends who are being quite literally eliminated today, as if they never existed, as if they can be erased as easily as a penciled-in promise. I'm sorry we haven't figured out how to make quote-unquote invisible labor visible or overcome capitalism in order to save the planet. I'm sorry your children will drown in plastic and possibly fascism. I'm sorry we couldn't, didn't, won't. 
May you recognize that feeling deeply is a signal that you should be acting deeply. May you go and make your art even when it feels hopeless and useless in the face of a brutal, brutal world. May you find the courage, the fortitude, and the joy in standing up for people who are more vulnerable than you. May you be brave enough to face your own demons. May you be strong enough to stand up and say something even when you won't get it exactly right, like I'm sure this is not exactly right. And may you know the deep, full, true peace of having done your best, of having spoken your peace, and of having fought to create a better, more knowing, more just world. Thank you so much, and I will see you next week. What election day is all about The biggest gun we've got is called the ballot box so If you don't like who's in there Vote them out. If you don't like who's in there, we'll vote them out. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine, while quietly, or not so quietly, scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now, and we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now, and that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. Com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.